and welcome to Audiobookish. This is an audiobook review and discussion podcast. My name is Fahed Rahman and I'm joined by Poppy Knight. Hello. And we're going to be discussing Unfortunate Stars by Susan Lanigan. Poppy, do you want to read out the blurb to the book? Yes. So, Czechoslovakia, 1938. Friedrich Flommer, a married man with two children, has fallen hopelessly in love with the most unsuitable person possible, the young, volatile Kai, an exchange student living under his own roof. As Nazi forces gather on the border, Friedrich is playing a high-stakes game and risks losing everything. France, 1915. As a young lieutenant in wartime, Friedrich is badly injured during a failed counterattack, but a meeting with an Englishman during battle changes the course of his life. Unfortunate Stars is a short story of romantic love and deep friendship between men, of what it is to surrender to our own truth and to live that truth even in the hardest of circumstances. And the author is Susan Lanigan. Susan graduated from Trinity College Dublin with a degree in English and History in the late 90s and then uh, pursued a graduate diploma in IT in Dublin City University and a Master's in Writing at NUI Galloway. Her first novel, White Feathers, A Tale of Passion, Betrayal and War, was selected as one of the final ten in the Irish Writers' Centre Novel Fair 2013 and published in 2014 by Brandon Books. The book won critical acclaim and was shortlisted for the UK Romantic Novel of the Year Award in 2015. Her second novel, Lucia War, uh, also concerning World War One, as well as race, music and motherhood, was published in June 2020 and has been named as a Coffee Pot Book Club Honourable Mention in the Modern Historical Book of the Year Award category. And yes, so I think this book that we're discussing today, Unfortunate Stars, is vaguely connected with mm. White Feathers. They share a um, character. Thank you to Susan for generously sending us a review code for the book. Yeah, um, thank you. The novella itself is only an hour long. And so I, I I didn't really know what to expect mm-hmm. when I listened to it. Do you want to give your kind of brief thoughts first? Yeah, yeah, sure, I can do. So similarly, I didn't really know what to expect. And I hadn't read this blurb before I went into it. I think I went into it pretty fresh. I think I knew it was a wartime book. And I think that's kind of all I knew when I first listened going into it. And I don't actually know if this blurb really captures what I think... It is really because, you know, all these things in it are true, but these kind of things about like high stakes game and stuff like, yes, literally. uh, And that certainly does come up the fact of what danger Friedrich is in as a gay man in Czechoslovakia with the Nazis looming. But it isn't, it's not a book where I would use high stakes to describe it, you know, because when you're talking about stories and stuff you normally think more actiony kind of things uh, uh, that sort of stuff this is a very calm book is is maybe one way to go about it despite the really horrific circumstances of the setting and uh, the themes around it maybe i'm blabbering a little bit but yeah it is a calm book it is a story where you start off you are with Friedrich and Kai and they are in each other's embrace and you have some discussion of them and this relationship they've kind of just fallen into but then 
you are taken through Friedrich telling Kai about his experience in World War One, and specifically this bit that it says here when he met an Englishman and the situation around that and you cut back to him with Kai and it is something that we'll probably speak more about. It really, I do think, lends itself well to the audio format because it has got this thing about telling story. It's about recalling, which is really interesting. I'm not massively often into historical books that are based in World War times, either one or two, really, because it's it's a really difficult thing, you know? War is horrible. <laughs> um, and you know, kind of finding, I guess, entertainment within that is a tricky thing, for sure. But some stories do it really well, and I do actually think that this one does it well. It's difficult to listen to, I think, but has a really interesting tone um, that keeps you really engaged throughout the whole thing. Bit of a a strange, vague overview, but there you go. That's my thoughts to start. Yeah. I really enjoyed this and I think you should definitely go out and purchase and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a few things that kind of hooks me into the book. I think uh, mm. one of them is Greg, and mm. apologies for the pronunciation of his name, is Greg Patmore's narration is absolutely fantastic. He's got, a, I'm, not, I'm not sure I've come across a voice that sounds quite like his one. Um, mm. really unique sounding voice. One of the things that uh, kind of runs through this book for me is kind of like this f- thread of like sadness about time yeah. wasted, yeah. and he really catches the the sadness and the pathos mm. um, of that of, of you know kind of people being forced into really difficult circumstances, whether mm-hmm. that's been through war or societal pressure. And there's a lot of accents in this book. There's a yeah. Latin plays quite a big part mm-hmm. uh, at a certain point as well. So like his pronunciation of the the accents and the you know Latin and stuff like that is really excellently done. And yeah, so that that's kind of the things that hooked me into. It. I'm a little bit more into World War stories than perhaps mm. you are, but th- I wouldn't. This is a story set in the World War rather than being a World War story. If that makes sense, if for me, if it's anything at all in terms of genre, I would say it's closer to being like almost a Holocaust story because that you know what happens in the Holocaust, I think, hangs over the entire narration because the characters involved know something bad is happening in Germany. I don't think they're aware of quite how bad it is mm. and how it will. I think they've got an idea of how it will affect them, but mm-hmm. we kind of know looking backwards that if our characters are caught by it, the Germans, the Nazis, mm-hmm. it's going to go really, really quite badly for them. Definitely, yeah. I mean, so that is the crux of this in that it's kind of, I guess, the place that the book is is planted in and certainly where you start off and kind of where you end. I'll maybe get into the why that's a kind of, but is in between the two world wars. The characters having some idea of stuff coming and obviously us having more knowledge and yes, certainly the treatment of gay people in that time, the pink triangles and concentration camps and a very, very dangerous time to be attracted to people of the same sex um, isn't actually part of 
the book but transgender people as well kind of in the extra chapter at the end the author's note it is talked about how it, it you know it's, it's the treatment of those groups of people together absolutely horrific and yeah that is looming uh over the entire book certainly but also because i guess it it doesn't actually feature yet you know and um, yeah. even at the end there is some awareness of what is to come that's how i'll phrase it yeah but for most of the book that hasn't happened yet that isn't the situation obviously you still have you know early 1900s attitudes regardless but not in quite the same way as obviously how the Holocaust and World War II then affects it. You also just have the, in general, ideas around um, homosexuality, which I think is a good theme to start off on, I guess, because it is a huge part of it, um, of our discussions. Because I found it really hard listening about basically the hatred Friedrich kind of had for himself, of having these feelings of love towards men. And I, I just, I do find that really sad that anyone at any time has had to feel that about themselves uh, and what is just such a, a natural and wonderful feeling of what love is, to have that shamed either externally and certainly internally is really hard to listen about. And especially knowing that, yes, that was a thing then but also then considering while there's people that think that now you know so yeah and i think the uh, the this main encounter with this englishman has a lot about war and how the two of them are struggling with war how war affects soldiers how you get over this idea of enemies but also we're just people why are we killing each other you know there's definitely that theme as well we'll probably come back on to but this idea of him sort of it's sort of a spoiler but we kind of have to say because he talks about his sexuality to the englishman and his reaction to it is more i think what we would hope for you know yes i think that was an extremely i think it's is it's the moment kind of the book is built on really yeah. that that yeah. you know kind of the amount of courage it took for him to kind of reveal that to the character's name is Christopher mm-hmm. and kind of Christopher's kind of subsequent reaction yeah I think is 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 like for me is kind of like the most beautiful well I don't yeah. know if beautiful line in the book but certainly one of the most powerful line in the book and kind of like yeah. he kind of says to Christopher you can't understand how much you know it took everything for me to say that mm-hmm. to reveal that information to you and yes, yeah, so like you know, and you know, Christopher's re- reaction as well was also kind of like quite uh, fascinating, kind of a, almost a typical kind of not I wouldn't say typical British rep because <laughs> you know, attitudes towards homosexuals in you know in the UK at that time weren't particularly progressive, but you know, mm. Christopher has a reaction I think that surprises Friedrich, and mm-hmm. I think that, you know that's quite a nice moment as well. Yeah, definitely because he's like. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and I agree with you. I think it is beautiful and powerful, and I think that's amazing. But I think it's also good that you do get Friedrich's less than pleased reaction with yeah. that, you know? Because to him, it is such a big, massive deal. And that is an important thing to consider. And as I'm saying, even now, I, I think it's best when when it is sort of just like, yeah, and, you know, that's the way life is, and we're all accepting, and it's 
it's not a problem. It isn't a big deal because it doesn't need to be because there doesn't need to be the barriers, that kind of idea. But also you can understand why someone who has faced those barriers, external and internal, to then really build up to this thing, to then have it not really acknowledged, you can also see how that doesn't feel like a great reaction, you know, certainly in that moment anyway, when you're like, you're expecting more or you don't know what to expect, but you're certainly not expecting nothing, you know, Um, you've sort of geared yourself up for the worst and then when the worst doesn't happen, but neither does what you might think the best of any sort of fanfare either way, it it is a, a weird reaction that, yeah, I think a lot of people do have to deal with, usually not while on a stretcher in the middle of World War One, yeah. Um speaking yeah. in uh multiple Latin. different languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh Latin you're trying to remember from school and stuff. But it is something that is a much more common experience than that, you know? Yeah. Um it, that's just being put in a different situation. Uh, and yeah, and I think that was really well done in the book. I found that um you know their their struggles to communicate with each other was mm-hmm them trying to find a common tongue I felt was that a really good good section yeah exactly I mean if you needed to convince me to listen to it you should have just said it's got interesting meta stuff about language Um, and it also kind of plays around with the idea of stories within stories mm. because he's recounting this passage to well you know this memory to his lover and then kind of like playing around with kind of like the ideas of memories and Mm -hmm. I had certain questions about how true some of the stuff uh in his memories mm. were because like it also kind of does bring up the idea of post-traumatic stress disorder which mm-hmm. can have an effect on how you recall things mm-hmm. as well so yeah, yeah. i think that, that you know there's a lot lot in there i, I just want to quickly talk about the quality of the writing in this i thought it was absolutely mm. absolutely superb and I'm not really into historical romantic fiction, mm-hmm. but the the quality of the writing here, I'm I'm probably going to check out her other novels and read them. Nice, um, yeah. Yeah, I think this is the only one of her books at the moment that's available as an audio book. She's got mm-hmm. quite an interesting blog on her website about yeah. why that is. Um, I think she kind mm-hmm. of does a lot of self publishing at the moment, and yeah, it, I, I would definitely be interested in checking out her other work as well Mm -hmm. no i think that's very fair i do think the writing is really good and sort of i guess in a way the fact that i wasn't in the moment while i was listening to it thinking so much about the writing because it just felt so right you get what i mean yeah so like often i'll be listening to stuff and i'll be really thinking about the quality of the writing but that in its sense is because it's taking me out of it a little bit um Whereas I, I didn't feel taken out of it um, in this. I do think it's really good. I think it's really powerful. I think like the certain moments that we've talked about, like I said, and also just in general, I think it is written really well. It is really enjoyable. And as I say, it's a setting that has to work hard for me to like it, harder yeah. than a lot of things. And yet I do think it was really worth it for this. I also think, echoing back to what you were saying, that Greg does a really good job of reading it. Because maybe similarly with the subject matter, I don't know how much I would have sat down and read it. And that isn't an insult on the writing or the story at all, more just my own tastes. But that experience of it being told to me through Greg, who does a fantastic job, was really good. I've ended up listening to it twice now because I listened to it uh, a while ago when we first got the copy. And then again, just before we're chatting now. 
And yeah, I, I, I mean, I'd already heard it. I already knew it was going to be a hard listen. And yet I, I was willing to go back into that space and be absorbed by it again. As you say, really good writing. I think the narration is really good. As you say, he does accents and moves between them really well, but also his own narration voice is really good and really compelling. And as yeah. you say, has that emotion in it that really maps with the words. And yeah, like I say, I think it matches audio well because as you say, it's about storytelling. We yeah. certainly don't imagine that what we're hearing is verbatim what Friedrich's telling Kai. Yeah. We don't. And it's even talked about in the narration about how he... It, it describes... I can't remember exactly what the line, but it describes the telling. You know, it yeah. describes how Friedrich is and that he says it kind of um, in parts and broken or, or whatever. We're not imagining that we are hearing it as he's telling it and not in that kind of oral yeah. way. It's not like... Uh, yeah, it's not recreating that. But we still have that idea of we are being told a story, we are being let into somebody's world. And I guess even more so, we're going deeper into his head because we have this omniscient narrator rather yeah. than, you know, how he's telling Kai. We get even more emotion than what Kai's getting, just in, in a different way by going really deep into his psyche with it. And yeah. I think that is just really fantastic. And it really is that just slice of yeah a, a time it's a moment it's a real experience this yeah book, i think it is think. you know you know you know the phrase you use there kind of a slice of time and you know a mm. moment in someone's or moments in someone's mm-hmm. life um i just want to quickly kind of bring up another thing about greg's performances the way that he captures the essence of each of the characters because there's only mm. free spoken free spoken characters um in in the book and the way he kind of subtly changes his voice to yeah. kind of capture kai's youthful Kind I was just like, going to say um, exactly the yeah, same thing, yeah. And kind of like um, both the kind of the, the weary tiredness of both uh, Friedrich and Christopher mm-hmm. um, as well, but they're kind of like Christopher's slightly more desperate. He's mm-hmm. got a more desperate uh, tone to the way that he does that performance where Friedrich is just kind of like exhausted and tired. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I really liked that aspect of Greg's performance. Yeah, no, definitely. I completely agree. As I say, I was going to say the same thing about Kai. You read part of the book is that he is very different. You know, he's from a different time. He's twenty years younger than the other two men that are in it, though probably a, a similar-ish age, I guess, as they are in the flashback bit. Yes, uh, but not having gone through war and seen all of their friends die and all sorts of things like that, it, it, the sort of thing that must age you. Um, yes. And yeah, so that he is very set apart in that. And then, like you say, the foreshadowing of us knowing what is to come for him in that the Second World War is looming there as well. Um, And with this, so going to what you'd said about that flicking in time and memory and what's reliable and what's not, because I think you can't, if you have read it or listened to it, you can't think about this book and not think about Slaughterhouse-Five. Um, have you yes. read that or listened? I've I've listened to to Slaughterhouse Five, and yeah, it was. I'm not really too sure I understood what was like happening. I in think it. that's the kind point of, like, of Slaughterhouse yeah, Five. It's yeah. kind of like oh, how aliens, and then yeah. Well, can we do spoilers for Slaughterhouse? You get listen to read Slaughterhouse Five, and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's way. kind of like you don't know how much of this is like reliable. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's the whole crux of it. And as you said about like post traumatic stress, there's definitely some of that put into Slaughterhouse Five. Um, it's a book that I did at uni that I read and studied for that. And I'm not aware of what audio versions are out there. I'd be intrigued. What version did you listen to? Who narrated? Oh Do you know? gosh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I, I kind of I borrowed a version from my fair. from from my library. I can't remember who. who no, no, that's did, very fair. Yeah. Well, I think I might have to go and um, investigate on that, and I'm sure there are some really good ones available. I just personally can't recommend. But yeah, yeah. that book has this idea of memory and moving between time, and certainly at the end of this one, you definitely get that. Um, uh, kind of a nod to that I feel like and yes. even this moving back into the wartime those moving between those two places feels very much like that not a copy in any way but inspired by in a really good way because it, it gets to pull on all of that all of the baggage that comes with that book it gets to in- incorporate into it I think yeah. and also just the tone of it the one of the things that's difficult with war stuff is that often glorification of a really horrible thing in which Sort of House Five as an anti-war book tries very hard to not do. Yes. Um, and I think this as well, it really doesn't glorify any part of it at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it also doesn't, in the opposite way, it doesn't like try and shock you with how terrible it is. Yeah. It gives you a very plain kind of realistic look. Yeah. But obviously the reality is horrible. It's, it's, and I mean, therefore it it's down by that, yeah. Gruesome detail. I think it'll be interesting because like, my experience of this is obviously being coloured by what's happening at the moment in yeah. Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm very, it's a bit, a little bit off topic, but I'm really troubled by kind of like the hero worship that um, yeah. people like, you know, Zelensky, he's doing, you know, the best that he can, but... You've got to be really careful in these, you know, war scenarios, kind of like saying, you know, soldiers are heroes and stuff like that. They're doing something that's pretty horrible. And yeah. World War One and World War Two were, were really horrible. And yeah, so just, uh, I'm just, you know, in the back of my head, I'm just thinking, how, mm-hmm. because that's going on over there at the moment, has, has that affected how I experienced this, this audiobook as mm-hmm. well? But yeah, it's, um, I, I really enjoyed it. I think Susan, has written a suburb novella. I think it's mm-hmm. quite brave that she's had the discipline to keep it as a novella. I know a lot of authors would have been kind of tempted to write this into mm. a much longer story. I think it's the perfect length. I think yeah. it's superbly written, superbly narrated. And yeah, please, please do uh, go check it out. And this is coming from someone who doesn't usually read historical homosexual romantic fiction so there's it had quite a lot of bars for me to kind of like cover um even kind of like i don't like reading sex scenes um mm. and even even though they did kind of gross me out a little, i don't like them i just i don't like depictions of uh, sex. i just <laughs> I, I get really uncomfortable reading or listening to them but it, yeah even despite that i think it this is a really really good book with fascinating characters who are put in really tricky situations. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I agree with you about the length and stuff as well. I think it is really great as the length that it is. I mean, she talks again, the author's note part about how it sort of came out of like research. I think she was doing for white feathers and stuff. And it has that connection with, with the character and the white feather part is part of Christopher's story. And in some ways, I guess you can kind of see it as a little addition to that. But 
on its own, I think, yeah, it works that it's that length. Like I said, it was an experience. Um, and certainly in the audio, it is an experience. And even though it's only that short, you feel like you've been in it for longer. It's yes. one of those really magical things where you only spend an hour and a bit of your life in it, and yet it feels like it's a, a huge epic. Like you, it really is written extremely well to do yeah. that to fit so much into that small thing. You don't feel like it wasn't much, you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess similarly, you've got like you know, Animal Farm's only a novella is only really short. I yeah. don't know how long that ends up as a yeah. audio. I can't remember, but it's. It, but I mean, what a world, you know, that's created and fully faceted, and that's what you get even with this, even with just like basically two settings really you've got that room that they're in and you've got the battlefield basically um yeah. and and that's that's it and yet obviously you have the <laughs> we're aware of the world it's set in you know we know some stuff from history lessons and blah 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 but i don't even mean that i mean like the world for these characters and friedrich certainly you know you feel like you get his entire life and you just absorbed in it so yeah i think that is amazing i think it really works yeah, you don't have to, I guess in some ways, suffer through those difficult things, the challenging things that it does bring up, as you say, certainly at the moment, the challenging themes that you might not want to spend hours and hours and hours in, you know, you can more want to escape from. But this is the perfect length to have your brain challenge those and think about those and absorb those. Yeah. And yet it not feel like it was pithy and not worth it. Um, yeah, I mean, really, really I, good. I would, I would say, kind of like, just as like an addendum to this is kind of emotionally epic rather than kind of action epic. Oh if yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yes. Yeah, but that's that's kind of what I was meaning at the start yeah, about yeah, like yeah, the yeah. high stakes thing. Like yeah. action wise, very little happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, it it is about story progressing in a very different way. Um, yeah. getting that backstory, getting character. Some stuff does happen, of course, but yeah, it it is. It is that just that experience that really amazing of bringing characters to life and getting you to know those characters and the situation and everything that is really fantastic. And then also, I do want to speak a little bit more on what you'd said about the language, which is so cool. So basically that these two people meet on the battlefield, an Englishman and um, Friedrich who speaks German and very little English and he needs help. He's injured. And in some ways, that's his main focus, is to communicate to this person, please help me, and turns into much more than that. And the connection that they end up having for the fact that they both know some Latin and using that sort of um, lingua franca to communicate with each other, as well as interspersed with some English from both of them and some German from both of them, is really, really interesting in a sense if you're like me and you're really interested in language and how that works linguistically and socially and how that can then be written in the book because you do have those tags of he said in German he said in English and I think Susan does a really really clever way of doing that and Greg does a great way of performing as well when the characters are being hesitant because they're speaking so say for example Friedrich is hesitant because he's trying to get this word out in English yeah Okay, so when, like, Friedrich's trying to say something in English and he sort of stalls with it a little bit, or then when he's speaking in German and he speaks English fluently, but we're aware that that's 
the way that he speaks is German. I think that's brilliant. And that's a really important thing when you're thinking about adapting to audio as how does that work? It's very easy to write and say, you know, he he said in German or whatever, but how you get across that tone that this is a character who's speaking in their mother tongue, even though that's not what you're hearing. Yeah. Uh, it is a fantastic, really, really clever. If anyone is a writer and is wondering how they can do a tricky bit like that, then definitely go to this. Because I, I think that is done incredibly well as something really difficult that's done that way. So yeah, if you're interested in it in a linguistic way, in a writing way, you should go for it for that. But then even just in general, I think it's quite a... It's a lovely moment of how language works um, and a cool thing for the book to have and a sort of theme around it and stuff is yeah really good i want to spend a little bit more yeah. time talking about that so yeah, yeah. so i i, I, I uh, agree with that so um so i think that's a recommendation from both of us mm-hmm. really yeah. um thank you susan uh for sending us the review codes yeah um, thank you so much ho- hopefully we um we might be able to get her on the podcast at some point to discuss Exciting. her writing thank you guys for for listening to the podcast we might have some very very exciting plans to announce in the next few weeks we just need to get a few t's crossed and i's dotted Mm -hmm. and just watch out for our socials for that please continue supporting the podcast by leaving reviews and ratings wherever you find us Mm -hmm. and you can also support the podcast by uh donating in the tip jar any any final words poppy no i don't think so i'm just i guess also authors we've now had a few where authors have reached out to us with their books and we've thoroughly enjoyed listening to them and otherwise wouldn't have um so yeah definitely if you uh, have something that you would like us to review please do get in touch um and i think we'll be really grateful for it so yeah cheers okay thank you guys uh see you later bye bye